Buenos dias from Gardner's Bay. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 14th of October, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. It looks like we may finally be leaving the worst of the pandemic behind when it comes to international travel. Starting on the 19th of October, the daily quotas on foreign arrivals by air will be scrapped, as confirmed by the National Civil Aviation Administration. This comes 14 days after Argentina reached a coverage of 50% of the population with a complete vaccination schedule, and it's great news for touristic locations all over the country. A reminder, for the time being, only foreigners from bordering countries can enter Argentina, but the rest will be allowed at the start of the next month. If you are looking for the right time to visit Argentina, now is the time. Not only are the borders finally opening, but also with the vaccination schemes ramping up and the imminent higher temperatures, the risk is as low as it's ever been since the start of the pandemic. In fact, other countries like the UK are finally removing Argentina from their COVID travel red list, which, to be honest, felt quite arbitrary in the first place, as countries with more cases were not on it. Either way, this means that passengers traveling from Argentina to the UK will no longer be required to enter hotel quarantine. That said, certificates issued by Argentina's government regarding COVID-19 vaccination are not currently recognized by the UK, meaning most will need to follow the same rules as an unvaccinated individual and quarantine for 10 days at home. As Argentina opens up to the world again, the World Bank economists have ruled out the risk of hyperinflation in the country. As you probably know, if you have been living in the country for a while, inflation is one of the biggest issues, with year-on-year rates reaching 50%. However, it seems that William Maloney, the World Bank's chief economist for Latin America and the Caribbean, does not think consumer prices will spiral out of control in Argentina anytime soon. In order to keep inflation at bay, negotiating with the IMF is key. On Monday, the 11th, the board of directors turned down a request by Argentina to discuss relief on the commissions the country pays for its recorded loan, which are the commissions charged to countries that use the lender's credit lines extensively. Today, Argentina is the IMF's largest debtor, but although the request was rejected, the government still expects that some members of the financial institution will support a formal review of the surcharges mechanism before the end of the year. Regardless of this negotiation, the IMF improved its 2021 growth forecast for Argentina, predicting that the gross domestic product will rise 7.5% this year and 2.4% in 2022. However, this means it would be one of the slowest growing in the region. Another key step in the fight against inflation is rebuilding the public debt market in pesos. Last Friday the 8th, Argentina's economy ministry announced that it will offer new treasury liquidity bills called lilites, aimed exclusively at mutual funds. The instrument is non-negotiable and non-transferable, and it includes a prepayment option for up to 40% of the invested balance. The first auction of Lelites already took place on Thursday the 14th, with an issue term of 21 days. 
Even if the economy is not on fire yet, the Cordoba province surely is. Last week, forest fires raged in the northern part of the province, leaving destruction behind, but luckily, no deaths. The humidity in the region is almost zero, and it makes it difficult to counteract the fire. What's also hot right now is lithium, a key ingredient to power electric vehicles. Uh, up north, the provincial governments of Catamarca, Salta, and Jujuy signed an agreement forming a lithium mining region with the aim of reaffirming provincial rights and creating a regional committee. At the time being, lithium's prices are ramping up, but that's not preventing battery makers from signing deals to acquire this much-needed metal. A number of acquisitions of lithium miners have been announced in recent months, and two Chinese companies sparked a bidding war for Canada's Millennial, which has lithium assets in Argentina. Speaking of regional agreements, Brazil and Argentina announced on Friday the 8th that a deal to reduce Mercosur's common external tariff by 10% had been agreed on, despite the previous lack of consensus between the two countries. Although Argentina had been reluctant in the last few weeks, as you may remember from previous episodes, the foreign ministers of each country stressed that flexibility is key for the survival of the bloc. That said, some sectors, like the textile and automotive industries, will still be excluded from the terms. On that note about flexibility, the import obstacles imposed by Argentina's government are starting to hit local production. One great example is the shortage of glass. Argentina's vineyards, which are mostly in the Mendoza province, are struggling to find wine bottles, which means jobs and profits are at risk. Local politicians and wine producers have already warned that if they don't bottle their products on time, prices will go up for consumers. Almost as controversial as the import policies of the Buenos Aires province's new benefit for high school students. On Friday the 8th, Governor Axel Kisilov announced a program for those in the last year of high school which aims to finance their end of school trip with 30,000 pesos per student, about 300 US dollars, according to the official exchange rate. For decades, end-of-year trips have been one of the most highly anticipated traditions for Argentine students. Last year, the need for social distancing left the class of 2020 with no choice but to cancel their plans. Now it seems that the government is trying to win back the favor of the class of 2021. Those who criticize this measure claim that this is only a cheap attempt to gain a few votes from the younger generation in the upcoming elections, and that all this spending will bring more inflation to the country. Those who defend it say that the measure will help the travel industry greatly. Speaking of students, the Secretary of University Policies, Oscar Alpa announced on Sunday the 10th that college students will return to the classroom in 2022. The goal is to work on a hybrid model that can weave the benefits of online and in-person education, since the number of students grew in 2020 thanks to the possibility of attending remotely. Alpa also said there's been a steep increase in enrollment for data and health sciences majors, most likely as a consequence of the pandemic. 
In other news, we've been seeing your questions online about what to do if you could not attend the vaccination center at the time and date of your appointment. The answer may vary depending on your province of residence, so I recommend checking on your province's official website. In Buenos Aires City, for instance, you have to wait until a new appointment is assigned, whereas in the Buenos Aires province, the governor announced that anyone over the age of 18 can visit any vaccination center and receive their second shot. In the last seven days, Argentina received almost 8 million vaccines, including 1.6 million of Sputnik V's second component, which means that it should be fairly easy to get it. On that note about Sputnik V, the chief scientist for the World Health Organization, Samya Swaminathan, said on Tuesday the 12th that the WHO could approve the Russian vaccine before the end of the year. There are still some documents that need to be signed by both parties, but the approval seems imminent. This is great news for the millions of Argentines that were inoculated with this shot and are currently unable to travel to certain countries where only the WHO-approved vaccines are recognized as valid. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Argentina. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. Thank you.